What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the She Made Me podcast. Yeah, yeah. What, what? I am Chris, of course. This is Sam. Calderon. Calderon. And uh, we've been away for the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh, you know, some, some life stuff happened. I got sick family things, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But we are back, and uh, we just watched... A- and excited. And excited! Woo. Yes! No, absolutely. We just watched an actually really decent movie. Yeah, it was decent. It was actually yeah. a pretty decent movie, yeah, which I didn't think we would do on this podcast. Hannah but... has been trying to get me to watch this since three years now. Yeah. So the beginning y- of our relationship. Yeah, you told me the story about this. Yeah, so this is kind of like what inspired this podcast a little <laughs> bit, this whole thing, because... Hannah, our original thing was, like, we were both into movies. Like, Mm. we were big movie snobs. (laughs) Really. And so that's what we bonded on early on. So she would tell me to go watch stuff, and I would go watch it as a dutiful boy who wants to get laid, like I said. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, but but I would tell her, I would go home and watch them, and I would, as a stoner in high school, would fall asleep halfway through (laughs) or, like, through the end and, like, wake up and just see the end and not know what the hell happened. And then totally be like, yeah, I totally. Yeah, watched she that. would talk to me about it. And be like, "Yeah, I watched it. It was awesome. Loved it." Yeah, especially <laughs> that end. Mm. Oh wow, real good. Real, real good. Like I know I watched. I don't know if anybody's seen the movie Shame. Have you ever seen the movie Shame? No. So it's Michael Fassbender as a sex addict. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, I have heard of it. It's yeah, it's cool. But that's another one where I literally I fell asleep and I woke up and Michael Fassbender's getting his dick sucked by a gay guy, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I missed a lot. Whoa, 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 what? Okay, I'm in. All right. <laughs> yeah. So the movie that we watched is called Elizabethtown. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I, I always get a little weirded out when people are just like, hey, we're going to make it a secret about the movie we watched, even though it's in the title of everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, it's in the title. We watched Elizabethtown. Um, why don't we go through... Don't go through the plot? The plot. All right, let's do it. I'll do a quick... Synop- let's do it this way. We're changing up. Okay. I decided I have not told Chris I'm going to change up the format. <laughs> we, don't, we don't prepare. We actually <laughs> yeah, don't by the way, talk guys. for weeks at a time to just to backlog us talking to each yeah. other. Yeah. That's us explaining that we don't talk at all. We literally don't speak for weeks <laughs> Legit, we have... We- <laughs> I got it. I got it. Here, let's air this out before we <laughs> we we did not even Facebook message each other for these last two weeks until I was like, "Hey, man, I miss you." It was like Friday. <laughs> He's just like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" Like, I miss like it's you. like I poke my head into the door of Chris's yeah, social. It really life was. <laughs> are you are you still alive? How hey, you doing? Uh, are you okay? Are, are, are you going through some some stuff? Nah, dude, I'm just not wanting to put a shirt on ever. Sorry. <laughs> I don't I don't socialize because I don't like putting shirts on. That's really my life. And your kids don't give a shit. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Doesn't matter. What were the hell we were talking about before? Uh, okay, so, all right, a movie. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. We don't t- we don't prepare before this either. No. We have never had a conversation about format. No. <laughs> But that's how we're gonna go about that's it. That's how I like podcasts. Yeah, I like it. organic. Organic, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I'm just gonna lay out the plot. Okay. And then we're just gonna talk about it. Yes. How about that? Let's do that. Okay. I think that's good for this movie, especially. Yeah. So Elizabeth Town. So it starts off, and if if I miss anything, chime in, obviously. Because <laughs> I'm going to miss shit. Can I just say before we get into this? You're the best person for this because I shouldn't I, be doing this. That's why I'm the best person to do this. <laughs> like it's only ironic why I'm doing it. Sam looks to me, we're about halfway through the movie, and he looks to me, he's just like, 
because I'm asking him a bunch of questions. He's like, you do this every time we watch a movie, but halfway through, you need me to catch you up. Do you, like, maybe no. I don't ever actually pay attention to the Chris, movies. Chris checks in to make sure we're both watching the same movie. <laughs> really it's like, it's like, so wait a minute. So she was the flight attendant, right? Yeah. And he didn't, he likes her? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Okay, okay, okay. I just, I just like to make sure we're on the same page. Everything. Yeah, you know what's going on. You just like to let me know that I know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay, so how did this movie go? Okay, so Elizabeth Town. So we come into Alerna Bloom's character. I don't know his name. We come into. Uh, yeah, I don't know anybody's name. Me either. So yeah, we just go from there. So Orlando Bloom, bleh, Bloom's character mm-hmm. is a shoe designer, and he has designed the worst shoe in the history of shoes. And uh, his, so he is going, the movie starts with him going into the office. Everybody's looking at him real weird because he is created, he's lost his company millions of dollars. Rounded to a billion. Rounded to a billion. Yeah, as he likes to say throughout the whole movie. So then so then he goes, and then Alec Baldwin is his boss. And Who's he's really weird. of course weird, playing, playing Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. And then they go, and he walks him through. He's like, yeah, you lost this company a lot of money. You're an asshole. And then he, so he's, Orlando Blue decides to go home. And he's really depressed, as you would be. And obviously lost his job. And he comes home with a pair of his uh, recalled sneakers and so, decides uh, to kill himself. <laughs> he wants to I was going to say, himself. before we get into that, though, because oh. a, a big part of this is actually, so he's cost his this company billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. His boss and him have this really interesting conversation because Alec Baldwin is Alec Baldwin it up, <laughs> yeah, as yeah. he does. Um, but we're, the rest of the world isn't really going to know anything about this for like a week or so. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, right. There's a grace period. Yeah, yeah. there's a grace period. Uh, this no, Nothing is going to get to the press or anything for a week or so. Yeah. So, so nobody else knows but him. And so he's the, wallowing in his own pity. Yeah, he's wallowing. Yeah. So it's not like the world is out to get him yet. No, not yet. Right. So, so he's in pity, pity me mode. I lost my job mode. Yeah. And so he decides, I'm going to kill myself, right? As any rational human being does, right? Uh, and then so he create he grabs his bike from his closet, <laughs> like, like an exercise, exercise bike. Yeah. He he MacGyver's it into a death machine, <laughs> which is fucking phenomenal. Which is awesome. Like and he's had this plan for a while. He has an entire <laughs> drawer full of knives. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just like these- oh yeah. He like lovingly finds this knife. Like he like picks the, the picks, tip of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he's like ah oh, yes. This is like it's, wonderful. It, it, I can imagine this plunging into my chest. I, I, I feel like. Even if he didn't lose his job, he would still be suicidal. <laughs> like, yeah. this was just his end He's point. a depressive individual. This death machine was his because way Because he out. had it in the closet, like, ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> like, he had this plan of going. You know, but seriously, though, he had, like, an entire... Like, he added, like, a gizmo to it, that would, like which was a motor. Yeah. He added an electric motor which to it. Which would swing... So... It the, swang. The it, what he changed it into was he turned the... The cre- like the handlebars that move with you, like an elliptical machine. Yeah. He turned the handlebars so that it would just hold a knife, and they would stab him yeah. with the pedal motion. So he just pushes a button, and it would impale. Like oh, an awful way to die. Yeah, horrible <laughs> way to die. But I was thinking, I just thought of now, like. You know, like, the scenes where Tony Stark is building his first, like, mech yeah. suit? <laughs> it's him building this death machine. It's him building a death machine instead. <laughs> Anywho, it was really well done. He yeah. engineered it very well. <laughs> so he's about to kill himself, and then he gets a call. And it's his sister saying that his dad just passed away from a heart attack. Hmm. And he was in Louisville. 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 Louisville.
we, we can keep this bit going for a few <laughs> minutes. Louisville. Okay. And so his dad, so he has to go down there to go get his dad. So he goes, so and that's pretty much the entire movie is him going down there to go meet his dad. And then, so on the plane to go down there, he meets, and he's in business class because he still has money. And he goes, he meets Kirsten Dunst and they have a nice little meet cute. She's a flight attendant. And he's the only person on this plane. Yeah, that's so like it's that's like their, this weird post nine eleven thing where nobody is on airplanes. Was that anything. was that actually a moment? I feel like that's what. Or it are is. we making that? that but moment? this is like a two thousand six movie, so it still could technically be that. But I don't. It's in that weird Maybe. period where it could be that. It could be. That's that's what I'm. I thought that it was like nobody wants to go to Louisville. That could be also. <laughs> that's the so it's the post nine eleven. Nobody wants to go to Louisville. <laughs> all right, <laughs> they're scared of the Islamic sect in Louisville. in Louisville. That's why we all knew about that, right? Yeah, that's oh, where yeah. they came from. That's where they Louisville. came from. They were, yeah. That's where they trained. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's why George Bush invaded Louisville. Actually, <laughs> so, okay. So, anyways, so yeah, so there's nobody on this plane, so that's why they get talking, and they like they meet cute. He's all not open and closed off and melancholy and she's very open and bubbly and southern and kind of kind of oh horrible accent (laughs) whatever that accent is supposed to be i think it was technically supposed to be some kind of southern i think it's mary jane's from sam raimi's spider-man playing a southern woman (laughs) (laughs) that's so perfect it actually is (laughs) Oh my god, because she's an actress. Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. So it's Let's, Mary Jane. I don't like this meta. It's I Mary Jane. I really like. I like Julia Roberts drunk in Mother's Day. I like that meta. <laughs> this meta is not a, not a fan. <laughs> okay, so. Anyway, so yeah, so they meet and they, they exchange phone numbers. Oh, right. She gives him the number to get a free night at a four star hotel. Yeah. That's how they like have a connection, they stay connected. I'm glad you remember that because I I didn't know how. I'm glad I remember that too. I'm very impressed with myself. How she got his, his number or anything? I didn't remember that. Yeah, so he's gonna get a free night. The only reason why because of the wedding thing. Uh, Anyways, yeah. so so then so he goes. He meets his. So the reason. So he was the only one going to go get his dad because the rest of the family, the other half of his family, doesn't get along with the southern part of his family. Yeah, and his sister has a kid to take care of, and his mother. Is yeah, it's the whole crazy. thing. He's the only one available. Just, yeah. yeah. So he goes down. And he meets like he starts meeting his family. They're all quirky. Fun, uh, not small down to town, earth. Down small home. town down there in Lumner. And <laughs> loving life down there. Banjos are playing. Yeah. Paula Dean is his pa- aunt. No, like actually Paula Dean. <laughs> Legit- not, not Paula like- Dean. <laughs> we got to make that clear. It's actually Paula Dean. Yeah, it's not a caricature of a Southern woman. It is legitimately Paula Dean. And so, which was fantastic. Yeah. Actually, she's not bad. She's not in it enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She could have. She could have made this movie so much better, <laughs> but um, yeah. So that's fun, and um, he goes. He's seeing. He's he. What what's really we see like narratively in this in this point is his dad meant a lot to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and he wasn't personally close to his dad. So this is giving a new perspective on this, right? Because yeah, he's now he's the California side yeah, of the family, yeah, Hollywood, and of course, like all of these movies, all of the. All of this, the the country folk hate the California yeah, folk. Yeah, and, yeah. Look where you went. You aren't connected to this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, and his co- he connects with his cousin who used to have a Leonard Skinner covered band. <laughs> so, yeah, shit like that. Shit like that. Small town America stuff. Yeah. And then where else does it go? Oh yeah. So then they start having. Oh yeah. And then he goes. There's a whole thing about the hotel. Mm. I'm not. I'm gonna skip that. So, but the the real. Uh, conflict in the movie uh, uh, when it comes to the father and the family yeah. and stuff. The, the only real conflict there is the idea that uh, his mother wants his father cremated. 
Yeah. Well, the and family, brought to California. And brought to California where the family wants to bury him at home. Yeah, in Louisville. In yeah. Louisville. So that's sort of really really the that's only conflict. That's what keeps him there. Movie. Yeah, that's yeah. what keeps him there at least. Yeah. So then and then um so he's there trying to essentially convince them to go with his plan to go be like, "No, this is my dad." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I have him, please? <laughs> please. Give me the body of my father. <laughs> Guys, please. You're not selling him on the black market. <laughs> yes. I know Louisville is as a huge crime community. Uh, anyway. That terrorist sect. That goddamn terrorist sect. They really changed the world there. Anyway. Anyway. So, so, um, so after he exhumed his father from the terrorist sect that is Louisville, uh, they, he, anyway, so he convinces them to bring him, his dad back to California. Well, this is still, like, happening, but yeah, so. Yeah, eventually. So, yeah, that's, like, the whole thing. And then, so, him and Kristen Dunst get closer. They start talking on the phone. So, so this Some is a weird thing. Some random reason she calls So, he's staying him. in this. The and, hotel. And I, th- I don't think we were paying enough attention during this part of the movie, because no. we were talking over it. Uh, <laughs> see that video on my channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but, so... She randomly... So he's in the middle of, like, three different phone calls. So he's talking to his sister. Yeah. He's talking to... Oh, right. This uh, one. And suddenly, Kristen Dernst's character... Dernst. Dernst. (laughs) Dernst. Um, She calls him randomly out of nowhere. And at this point, I'm like, oh, so she's just a crazy stalker. Yeah. Because that's all I get from it. And if if you can convince me of any other... way that she calls him in this circumstance no she 100 percent was a stalker okay <laughs> but then later on she also comes to the hotel and we were like if these gender roles were switched because she like comes behind him and like does the whole <laughs> yeah. like covers the eyes like who is it but okay so she randomly calls him and he's just you know she's helping him out they're talking yeah and they start this phone relationship basically where they're just talking all the time he's always on the phone there's a big montage of him just always on the phone talking yeah and to they're her. like having like philosophical ruminations on things yeah yeah as you do in a budding relationship kind of thing right yeah we're seeing these people fall in love in the tub. Hanging out. Oh, wow. Oh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yes. Uh, 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 asterix. Asterix. <laughs> uh, so, um, so, yeah, so they're talking and they're getting along. They're, yeah. loving, they're loving each other's company. Yeah. It's a budding friendship. And he needs it too because he's like sad. And yeah, so at, like at the beginning of the movie, obviously his suicide attempt, it's, it's very clear that he's in a yeah. dark place and yeah. his father's death. Only, you know, and he, he's really weird, especially in the beginning of he's the movie. He's a weirdo. He's just, like, weird. Like, he's in a weird place. Yeah. And he looks, you know, when, when he first gets there to Louisville, he goes to see his dad, and then there's, like, weirdness there where his there's dad, like, smiles. There's some weird surreal moment. Yeah, there's a surreal moment where his But, but I think what too. they're trying to get across is he's just in a weird place. And throughout this conversation and this relationship with the Princeton Durst... 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 Dunce. Dunce. Dunce? 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 Yes, Dunce. Dunce. Really? I, have I, the, I don't know. I have the DVD cover. Kristen. Kristen. I'm just going to call her Kristen from KD. now on. KD. What the hell is her character's name? I Why don't I just call her from her character name? Let's see here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can't, no? No? Then she's the only one we're calling by the character uh, name. Uh, 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 Claire. Way, please cut this out. Oh, yeah, Claire. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember Orlando Bloom's character's All right, name. All right, so Claire anyway. calls him at, uh, randomly because she's a creeper. Uh, yeah. And they just start this conversation. But it's it's really nice because you start to see the main character, he, he's starting to relax. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's starting to get in a, in, a, in, a, in at least a stable place. Yeah. Not necessarily in a good place, but more stable. More, yeah. like, less weird, less... He's ba- plugging back into life yes. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. 
That's a, the, I would like it. To, I, that's one. Here, here's the first gripe I have. I I would have liked that to be more clear that he because uh, to me what we said was like we, it seemed like he was in shock. Mm-hmm. You know, like he can't process things properly and he's not like there. especially in in the early times of the movie. Yeah, he's definitely. But know. I would I I would have liked some sort of like him alone in his room. And he's not processing anything. He's not doing anything. And I would have liked this, like at least one scene like that. Yeah, and, you know? and I think where it's like, oh, he really is like struggling here. Yeah, because you don't really get that. Because it's just kind of told, like, yeah, I want to kill myself. That's and not, all we get. not to jump too far ahead here, but I think that's what that undercuts the ending of the movie a bit. Is that we don't get that moment of him like really struggling because throughout mm-hmm. most of the movie, I feel like he's actually doing well, like he's doing fine. Like it he's, looks like he's uh, he's functioning. Yeah, yeah, and and getting better. And through this, yeah. you know, friendship with uh, Claire. Yeah, like it, he's getting better. You know, he's he's doing the thing that humans do. He's grieving, but he's getting better. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so go on. So so they have oh, this yeah. friendship going on. And he's opening up more and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It, to her, at least. Yeah. To nobody else but her. No. Yeah. But we don't need anybody else. Yeah. At this point, yeah. Really. Which is cool. Yeah. And then so then he does end up convincing them to cremate the body and all this stuff. Yeah. And so he's going to bring it to California. The body's getting cremated. No funeral in Louisville. Said and done. And then he's looking at it. We, okay. We, uh, admittedly, we were talking through this. We bit. were talking through this entire movie. So <laughs> but then, bear so, with us. So here. I'm not full on the details. But he, he ends up looking at, he ends up, he's on the phone with Kirsten Dunst. And then after the conversation, he's looking at a stove burner that was left on. Yeah. And, and that, and he, at that clicks same moment, that. He, like, he's like, no. I don't want my dad burnt alive. Burnt, not alive. <laughs> no, he is definitely dead. <laughs> Although nobody, smile. Nobody knows? wants their dad burnt alive. So you don't need to come to a realization. He doesn't want his father uh, cremated, yeah. so he runs. He runs to the crematorium, and they hand him, Pop Pop's already in yeah, the urn. They hand him the urn, and, and that's it's a moment. That. That's a moment. And then um, then they're at the funeral. I don't know what the hell happens next. So, so basically what happens is they end up having a real funeral. So they've already paid for... Uh, all okay, the is stuff that, does it just bury. jump to the funeral? Uh, that, is there something in between? That's what I was. That's what I was saying. Honestly, if it's not memorable, whatever. Yeah, fuck like, it. Let, let's get so, to the story. Let's jump to the funeral. Yeah. So we're at the funeral. There's, by the way, there's nobody in the casket. They're just burying his clothes. Yeah. <laughs> He's keeping the urn because they paid for everything. They might yeah. as well appease the rest of the family. Yeah. Bury something. So they bury this casket. Yeah. W- w- weird. And they but have anyways. like the best friggin funeral i have ever seen oh yeah the way i want this funeral it's a nice dinner they have a nice dinner and everybody's saying words paula dean says some beautiful words brings her nice corn muffins yeah that's not a thing i just i just really (laughs) hope she brought corn muffins um yeah and then the and then the wife is there yeah like the mom and we actually get some real like it's it's a weird thing because you don't really see the mother throughout the entire movie no and then you get this like bludgeoned of character development with this character but it's really nice like well because the mom is trying to deal like she's trying to cope we keep checking in with her yeah she's like like, a little crazy like she's a little crazy she's she's a grieving yeah woman she's trying to get into like acceptance yeah kind of thing and then you know she's just trying to keep herself busy and yeah she's just you know here there and everywhere go 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 keeping yourself distracted she's the kind of person who would just keep herself busy try not to think about it just ahead 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 yeah so now finally she has this moment where she's like has to stop and mm-hmm. like settle down. And she's like, has to do this speech at her husband's wake, you know? And it, yeah, it was really well done. Yeah. It was really well done. There's not much we can say. Oh yeah. Okay. And then, so this wake ends with the Leonard Skinner cover band 
so and they're great. playing Freebird, and then and they're playing like, it well. By the they're way, they're doing a great rendition yes. of Freebird, and well done, like very true to form. And then so, and then they have a paper mache bird, yeah, as part of the show you to know. to on a zipline. Freebird, as on. you do, you can't, yeah. you gotta, you gotta play it up. You, you gotta, gotta go all in. If you're in Leonard Skinner cover band, you best have some set pieces. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So. Their set piece decides to catch on fire because it's yeah, too close could, to a light. Yeah. And it's on fire hanging over the entire crowd. Everybody's going insane. No, they're the not event. going insane. That's my oh, problem yeah, they're with laughing this entire at the thing. So okay. this but banner. That's fair. <laughs> this banner lights on fire. Like there's a banner <laughs> yeah. on fire. This bird is on fire. And everybody's just like, yeah, this is awesome. Okay, they think it's part of the show, though. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> this. this this room is on fire, and everybody's yeah. just standing there going, yeah, they're clapping. Cool. They're literally cool. clapping and cheering. And then they realize, oh, no, this yeah. is not planned. People realize when the smoke starts filling the room, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is not cool. And the sprinklers turn on, yeah. shit has gone bad. So everybody's, like, exiting the room, yeah. except for the band. They keep motherfucking playing the song. They this never is, stop. This is the Louisville Titanic, everybody. They're going down with the Titanic. They're playing the entire <laughs> way. It's great. They will play you into doomsday. <laughs> <laughs> it was really well done. It was really it, funny. It's really actually. cool, actually. So they're they're playing their hearts out. They're they're loving yeah. this. And our main character is staying in there and he's having a moment and his sister's there and she's having a moment. Everybody's just like having a moment. And one of my favorite things in the about midst of this, this movie, chaos. Which is yeah. Really is this movie doesn't like this movie has silly part parts, but I feel yeah. like they're very human real. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like... Here's the thing. Actually, I disagree. I do disagree. Because that's the thing. Like, you're trying to interject these character moments, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what it feels like in these, like, silly moments. You're trying to interject character into it. But I feel like they're silly movie What was the parts? one moment where we were both like, no, that's where they did it really right? What was um, that moment? I don't know. But it was, like, a real heartwarming moment. Yeah, there's there's a few of them in there, though. There's a couple but, like, of them, they, yeah. They add these, like, silly movie things, but I feel like the reactions are very, like, human. Yeah. Uh, like, what was like, that one real moment? It, oh, it I, was. No, it was in the, uh, with the sprinklers. Yeah. So she's, like, standing in the rain. Oh, the sister, yeah. Like, accepting the rain, you know, like, letting it wash over yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, you know, she's... And I was like, I, you know what, I wish we had that... For the brother, for like Orlando Bloom's and character, and then you cut to the brother, and, he's, and you do get that, yeah, yeah, you do get that. And then he, he's like, you know, he's sitting there and he's like taking it all in, and he's like remembering his dad, kind of thing. Yeah. And like we should have had that earlier in the movie, but I'm glad we did get that at some point. At some point, yeah, yeah. We needed more of that. We needed more of of his pain. We yeah, we needed to see what he was going through because we don't really know. Because throughout the whole movie, legitimately, we don't know what he's going through. By the time we get to the last stretch of the movie, which we're about to get to here. I think we're supposed to feel that he's in a he's still in a really dark place and he's really struggling. And I don't yeah. think we got that. No, we didn't. It doesn't come through. No. Yeah. But he definitely is. And that, and that I mean, is... there is that part between him and Claire where they're kind of bickering and he's like, "Well, I lost a billion dollars to this company and that's uh, my big secret." Yeah. And like there's there's a thing there like obviously it's still bothering him, but we really don't see the emotion. We don't we don't really see that what's like really eating him. Yeah. He talks about it, but we don't see the emotion behind yeah, it. Yeah, I think yeah. we needed to get more emotion out of it. Yeah, him. that's true. That's that's what I was looking for. And like too. at the beginning of the movie, it made a lot of sense. It would have it would have made you like latch onto the character more. Would have made. I actually don't like the character to be honest with you. No, 
Like, I don't love him. He's not lovable or relatable no. whatsoever. Like, his character made a whole lot of sense at the beginning because he's very emotionally detached because all this shit went down. And, uh, of course, you, you emotionally detached, just kill himself, get over it. But, like, he, yeah. his brain is snapped, you know? Yeah. But I think as we go through the movie, you know, you start get start you're, you're getting days out of all this stuff happening in a normal human thing you're just going to start seeing emotion he's going to start processing and you're going to see that and when we get into the final part of the movie here they expect you to understand that that emotion is there and we don't see it so anyway getting to the final besides him talking about it yeah Yeah. like he talks about it but you don't really see and in those small moments we needed a little bit more yeah we did need a little bit more they were on the right track though yeah like 100 percent Anyway, so so yeah, so that happens, and then so then we actually have what happens that? Oh yeah, so then there Claire and him are separating. She has to go one way, he has to go it. He's going on the road trip. Back yeah, home. The, like this whole thing has really been them building a friendship, and like you know they they oh have, and they have now come into a relationship. Yeah. Oh yeah, they kiss and stuff. They talk about after the rain stuff happens. Mm-hmm. They have they're with like the urn and stuff, and they're just like drunk and having a good time. Yeah. And she's like, I like you. And he's like, I like you too. Let's kiss. And they kiss. And they do spend a night together. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was before. That was before, though. But then, like, so she is leaving town because she's got to go home. She's a flight attendant. Yeah, Yeah. she's a flight attendant. You know, like, this is... And he's leaving, too. And he's leaving, too. Like, this this is always going to be a temporary thing. She's just there to be a friend and help out. And they do like each other. But this was never going to go anywhere. Yeah. And, And he's a little frustrated about that and whatever. So, like, there's a bit of tension there. But there, it never it did it wasn't escalates. a big deal it wasn't a big and I, deal and I kind of like that it never really escalated into movie like tantrums there and, was no real conflict yeah there, I don't know not 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 an abundant there was no main conflict let's say that like my brain is conflicted because I, my movie watching brain wants there to be conflict because that's what my brain is trained to want yeah but I also hate the fact that so many movies push this fake conflict but here's the thing dude here's the thing so i I agree with you i agree with that like like mother's day or like Uh, yeah or like even and a good example would be the first one we watched too you know like these movies are trying to wait what what was the point at the beginning they they just they build themselves into a fake conflict oh yeah some kind of contrived but you look at like mother's day especially yeah and the other one it's like look at what happens when you don't have any like any substantial conflict yeah then the whole movie just like is meandering about with nothing that it can really focus on, right? Yeah. At least this movie did have that, you know, he's going to go get his dad's body. Yeah. That sort of plot and, and point to go against. And that's the conflict. And, and it's yeah. just weird for my brain because there is no real conflict in this relationship. This relationship is actually fairly healthy. We're emotionally, uh, like, yeah. It's an emotionally healthy relationship, which yeah. is weird for movies. She's really good for him and he doesn't take advantage of her. Y- yeah. Yeah, that is true, actually. <laughs> it's yeah. actually just really weird because my brain is wired to think that no, this needs to be a, an emotional. They must have had a horrible experience sometime, yeah, sometime. in the movie. They've got no, like they fight really and don't. hate each other at some point and then come back together. That's how movies work. We just watched a nice relationship. Bloom. Yeah, we really did. That's all it is. So anyway, we get to this point. The 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 funerals happened. His father's yeah. Be- well, his father is sitting beside him in the With car. With him, yeah. So he has his father. He's going to bring him back to California. Mm-hmm. Hang on, let me just let me just get yeah. back. She, she, so they're about to leave, right? Oh, at the funeral. Yeah. And she hands him this like big case and she's like, 
like, and it's obviously not bigger yeah. than a map. Yeah, it's like a big case. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, here's your map. Here's your map to get you home. Chris and I were like, oh, yeah, because back in 2006, we had we didn't have smartphones. We yeah, had they didn't have smartphones, so obviously map we had trunks. giant map trunks. <laughs> Anyways. So, so and it's and he doesn't really make anything of it. And then, but then she, when he gets in the car to do his road trip home with his dad. Yeah. He like really. This is like it's a whole book. It's like a scrapbook. Yeah, it's a big scrapbook. She has. She's done like a bunch of um, a bunch of mixtapes, and he can't skip any of the songs. Yeah, like, like mixed CDs. It's gonna take him forty six hours. Like, like she's planned out this trip to the minute. Yeah, with, yeah. And she's she's has music for every part Voice of the recordings trip. over it, assumedly, or that was like narration for the movie. But I, I'm I assuming like that was, that was on like the CD. part of the mixtape. Yeah, she bought a microphone. She sat down <laughs> in a recording studio. She did it for real in her shrine of Orlando Bloom. Because <laughs> again. Creepy stalker. Yeah, we were like at the end of the movie, she'd be like, "It is actually a ploy that was just a, a marketing scheme for her travel agency." She's, yeah, really well done curated tours for melancholy She's moments. Really good at her job. Yeah, <laughs> the East Coast tour for your family pet that died. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. <laughs> So she's planned out this really long, you know, trip. well done trip. Yeah, it's like a, it's the long way home where she he gets to stop at you know very meaningful uh, historical places in yeah. the United States and leave parts of his father's ashes at all these different places. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a special road trip for him and his father to yeah. go on. And, and you have that dialogue between he like kind of talks to his dad in the car, you yeah. know, to the urn. He's like. You know, we should have done this a long time ago, and <laughs> and we get these moments of, of silent of where you're looking out from the outside of the car, and he's crying, like yeah. finally, like he hasn't cried the whole movie, and, and he, yeah, like, and finally cries. And I think that what they wanted to go for is like he's really holding everything in, and now he's letting it out. We and should I have seen that more, but we yeah, we needed we needed something. This the ending would have hit way harder for of sure. The movie was so good. Yeah, it really was. Like yeah. I almost wish this was more of the movie and the yeah. family stuff was less of the movie. That's the thing we need to focus more on his how he felt. And yeah. we didn't really get that that much. Cuz like this road trip is so cool. Yeah. And like again, she's a creepy stalker. She put a lot of time and effort into this. Yeah. She's creepy. I feel like that road trip should have been a good half of the, like a good quarter of the movie, honestly. And she is a mental health professional who takes him through his emotional journey to. Oh, yeah, because during this road trip, the the story about his big shoe fiasco comes out. Yeah, so it's not just about him, like, you know, coming to terms with his father's death, which is a real thing, but it's also about him coming to terms with his failure and getting back into life. And getting back into life, where, you know, she's actually walking him through getting over. And and coming yeah. out of the failure of the shoe. The, yeah, and the moment where he reads, like, he goes and picks up a magazine that has, like, the cover of his disgusting-looking yeah, shoe. Yeah, it's just like, okay, you have five minutes to feel bad yeah. about this and then move on. Which I loved. I like that. Yeah. And we and were like, wow, she really is a mental health she professional. She is a mental health professional. <laughs> yeah. And, like, this is freaking awesome. She's like, she is She comes therapist. out and she's like, yeah. Therapy tours brought feel, to you by can by Claire. I feel like he's gonna get a bill in the mail for two thousand dollars for no. mental health services. Okay, it's so like, well done. But anyway, I want to do that. Like, I want that cathartic trip. Yes, with my dead father. Like, <laughs> like, and it was it was just really it's it's a really cool moment. It was and, beautiful. It was really and at well the done. very end of the trip. You know, he, it's one of his shoes, and there's a note inside the shoe, and it's basically okay. Here's your oh yeah. Here's yeah. your why in the road. You know your 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 whatever. Yeah. One of his shoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of his shoes. Woo. 
And it's basically, you can go back home, you can follow the directions and head home, or you can come find me. Yeah. And oh, yeah, that is the kind yeah. of the way it was. Yeah. And uh, it, it was a really cool thing, and that's how they end the movie. You know, they yeah. he obviously goes to her, and they have a moment, cut to credits. Yeah, and it was nice. And I love it. One of the really cool things about this movie I want to touch on for a second is is the idea that she is the person that has spurred this relationship on. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's the one who made the phone call. She's the one who's really made all the she attempts. She's the instigator, She's yeah. She's the instigator, and, and I really like that. And it's another one of those weird things where you watch so many movies, your brain starts to get rewired to think that men are supposed to be the chasers. Men yeah. are supposed to be the ones that... You know, instigate all this shit. You know, the, the man, he's supposed to go after her. It's supposed to be love at first sight, and he's going to go yeah. after her. She's vulnerable. I'm the yeah, rock. No, like, kind of thing. she's the rock. She is, yeah. she is helping him along emotionally. She is... In know, her own quirky way. In her own quirky... You know, yeah. she's a weird, quirky person. But, like, she really instigates everything. And she's, like, she's just a powerful person in this. And she's yeah. stable. And it's wonderful to see. Because you don't get that a lot in movies. No. You know, not to make this, oh, all movies are sexist bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah, not no. that. Like, I'm not trying to be all weird feminist thing. But for real, like, movies do... It was cool to see. And it wasn't, and it, it wasn't like, a, look how diverse we are and how much we no. care. It was just, that's just how the movie that's played out. That's just how yeah. she is. That's just her character. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I liked her character tenfold more than I did the uh, the main character. I mean, she had character. Orlando. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and despite the fact that she couldn't figure out if she had an accent or not. <laughs> oh, God. By the end, like, she loses it okay, for most of the Okay, there's literally a moment, literally a moment where it's, regular old American yeah. English and then right at the end live <laughs> it's so. like it's like she remembered she had an accent yeah. oh right yeah. shit I, okay uh, oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck yeah. or the director, I'm southern yeah I'm southern yeah the director's just like your accent your fucking accent <laughs> yeah do the but I know it's terrible just fucking do it they've been doing it for so long like she keeps forgetting that that's the take they had to use because she just fucked it up every time <laughs> The director is just livid at her. You have an accent. Just do no. Just do it. Listen up, MJ. All right. <laughs> Your voice doesn't carry to the back of the stage. Spider-Man Three reference, everybody. Ooh. <laughs> uh, this movie was so good. It really was. Like, uh, I, I'm okay. Always... You know what though? I I'm with this movie. It, yeah, we did watch a good movie. Like it, it was. It a was decent a good movie. movie. So for me, it's decent. I mean, like I guess I'm comparing to the garbage. Trash pile oh, that yeah. was the other Compared movies. Compared to the garbage before. trash pile we've seen. <laughs> this was a good movie. Yeah, it's a cherry on top of that garbage I pile. mean, I'm always going to have, like, I, I think I could watch the best movie ever made and be like, no, I wouldn't do that. That's better. fair. You know what? I am being mm. I am being nitpicky. You know, I, and, and I realize I am being That comes nitpicky. with being an asshole. So Yeah, and you can't get away from that. You really yeah. can't change. Once but, you're an asshole, you're always an yeah, asshole. But I really wanted, yeah, the, the road trip should have been longer. The family yeah. stuff, well, in, well, well entertaining. And I guess, you know, you come to movies for entertainment. But this movie was also well over two hours. Yeah, that's to be fair. That's like, fair. we needed that a lot less. That is a fair less, judgment. It is too long. A lot less family stuff because that's not important. It's entertaining and it, and it's interesting in its own right. Mm -hmm. But it's not needed to tell the rest of the story. No. And uh, like a lot of these movies, we it, it's really better to tighten it up. More focus. More focus. Yeah, just yeah. focus in on your main character and his new girlfriend and his recovery. Yeah. There's a theme going on here. Like, we keep saying... In these past three movies, yeah. 
If there's themes that we find in bad movies, which I think would be cool to <laughs> well, find. Well, I mean, like, the last few movies have been so bad, you just want it to end as quickly yeah, as yeah, possible. Yeah. It's just, like, it's just, they just need focus. Yeah. Like, they just need to f- choose just something. Boil it down. And stay there. And focus. Yeah, yeah. Because this movie didn't have to be over two hours, and it would have been yeah. better if it wasn't. Welcome to Story Editing Class 101. Yeah. I went to college for a year. I know a goddamn I thing know about things. how to make movies. Story is important. Story is important. <laughs> Cool shot to you. Story roller coaster, three act structures. Yay. I know these things. I am a professional <laughs> I college paid student. paid for this information, guys. <laughs> I could look this up in an afternoon. <laughs> we really are those assholes. <laughs> I went to college for a year. I know more about movies than you. I'm do. a greater authority than you, you layman. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw one of our classmates, not gonna name names, okay. use their college education to talk about graphic design oh yeah and be real condescending about it and i was like we've had a basic graphic design class we're not not even in a graphic design course it's just a basic fundamental graphic design we're not authority on graphic design i know i was in that where we learned the basics of photoshop and after effects and you're gonna talk smack to somebody about graphic design yeah, that's... Uh, oh, it hurt my brain. Anyway, I just... I can't, tell me who it was after I, this, by the way. I really want to know. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Do what we the hell, where the hell were we? Um, oh, right, this movie. This oh, movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We do a podcast about movies. Holy well, I mean, shit. we could transition to just talking. Actually, I just want to finish yeah, yeah. I, my rating. Sure. Because I, I think I give it a six and a half. Sure. I'm being... What are we doing? Out of ten? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, have we done it out of five this I, I, entire time? I don't know. I like I like the five scale. Okay, the, five, the five scale. scale really makes you hone in on what. That's you how much. You, that's how you know we really weren't lying. We don't talk about this <laughs> formally. I like the five scale. No half points. Oh, okay. No half points. This Ooh. this really. Wow, makes, this is a really restrictive scale. Yeah, this Chris. need that means you have to be very clear with how you. Yeah, my points are big. My points are big. Then okay, so I'm gonna say so. Like one is unwatchable. Five is greatest movie ever. Five is greatest movie ever. And yeah, so like a mediocre movie is right in the middle. Okay. Uh, yeah, then this is like, if it was, I would give it a two and a half. I'm giving it, I can't give it a two. Are you going to go two or three? God damn you. Are you going to give it a two or a three? <laughs> We're changing this next podcast. <laughs> I'm giving it a three. You're going to give it a three? I give it a three. It's right. middle of the road for me. Okay. It's middle of the road. Not a great movie. Yeah. Not a, I, I actually wouldn't watch it again. Okay. Honestly. But like, I thought it was fine. I would get others to watch it. Would you, would you recommend, yeah, yeah, recommend that's it. another thing, yeah, would you recommend, I wouldn't. I, I, I think I agree with the three stars, especially given our weighted scale of horrible bullshit. Um, <laughs> that we're sticking to. <laughs> I almost think I should give it a four, given our weighted, <laughs> weighted bullshit, our yeah. weighted bullshit of the last two movies, but I, yeah, I think a three is good with a recommendation. Yeah, yeah, I would, I'd three without a recommendation. Okay, yeah. that, that'll be our half point scale. Is, there you go, is, there you go. Is the recommendation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I wanted to, uh, okay, I know we normally talk about, anyways, yeah, so that movie. Yeah, there we go. Done. Ooh, done. Uh, in the, on the, on the shelf. On the shelf. Um, I don't know. I want to, we can cut this out if you don't want to talk about this. No. That's, but that's I want to, I want to take it, I want to bring it down. Okay. I want to bring it down a little bit. All right. Because, you know, like we said, so yeah, so we, I had some family stuff happen to yeah. me. Right? That's why we were on hiatus a little bit, right? That's okay. Yeah. So my aunt passed away, right? And this movie was talking about... I'm not pulling this out of my ass. I don't, no, no, no. Uh, this movie, you know, it talks about, like, it made me think about my aunt and stuff, you know, like, and, like, legacy and 
what you want your funeral to be like. I don't, I, f- I don't like to shy away from the topic of death. That's fair, yeah. You know, it's like we all got to go through it. We all got to – I think it's important to think about. I'm an incredibly old man. I think about it all the time. Ah, yes. This is what I was looking for. <laughs> I knew I was friends with you for a reason to talk about death and morbidity. <laughs> No, but seriously, though, yeah. And I, I just wanted to pick your brain. Like, do you think about legacy? Do you think about... I think about it a lot. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Especially having kids. Yeah, I, I thought you, you were, know, yeah. You know, I have four kids. And you, you start to think about legacy different. Because then suddenly it's just like, well, your legacy isn't necessarily what you've done. Although, yeah. you'd like to do something that would pass on and people would remember. Of course. But even if you, you could do anything... And, and it's going to be forgotten over time. Unless you're, like, the president or this or yeah. that. Like for, but in a mundane day-to-day life. For most people, you could be whatever. And eventually you're going to be forgotten. But when you have kids, it's different. Because your family you. is always going to know somewhat of where they came from. Yeah. If they're being raised right. Yeah. You know? Remember me, <laughs> asshole kids. Please, dear God, remember me. Don't forget me when I'm in the dirt. <laughs> but like, but they are your legacy. You yeah. know, like even what, no matter what you've done, all the shitty YouTube videos I've made, like mm-hmm. they will continue to go and do their own thing and have their own family. Mm-hmm. So, th- is that kind of like? Did you think about that when you were ha- like about to have kids? It, it's always been something I, 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 I always wanted kids. Like, was that part of it where you're like? Somebody's gonna remember me. Well, not, <laughs> like, not, not, not that, that gross, but not gross like that. I'm just, I don't. You know, it's it's that weird, you know, physiological, physiological, physiological thing of just like needing to procreate because, and and that's part of it though is yeah. it's not wanting to just go away and leave nothing off with the dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know. I could go off and do neat things, but I, I know for a fact that I will not just disappear. Yeah. You know, I have a wife, I have kids, and my kids will have kids. And I know we always say it, like, and it, it comes up all the time whenever like we talk about things like this, right? Like yeah. family and stuff. But it seriously is the most important thing in life. Yeah. I really do believe that. And it, it really bothers me. And uh, there's, there's a lot of talk about how, you know, and, and people, oh, people get so weird about any topic and people get weird about the topic of having kids and there's there's certain people out there it's like it is evil to have kids in 2017 it is evil to have kids over overpopulation is a is a thing and overpopulation is a thing yeah not here we're we're fine uh, for now you you have a yard you're good (laughs) (laughs) but i mean like we are in and humanity is going through it's, it's it's a problem it's a real legit problem. Yeah. And I, and the world's I guess changing that, rapidly. But people yeah. are fucking lunatics. <laughs> it's yeah. like, like, it bugs you, eh? It's it really like does. The because it's don't like, have kids. Because like, having kids was so important to me. And uh, legit, I have too many kids. You know, four kids, yeah. That's four, not too many. Four is way too much. I should feel guilty. <laughs> overpopulation is literally yeah, all my you fault. You are a contributing factor to overpopulation. All my fault. <laughs> literally all my fault. You have an extra... <laughs> 1.5 kids. Yeah. How dare I you? I fucking doomed us all. <laughs> but I, I, if if we could just... If people could just boil down the, the the thought of having kids to that single topic. Yeah. It's like... But it, just like everything else in the world, it's it's so much more than that. So much deeper than that. Like, it's it really is your legacy. Was I know it's never, like, one reason, but, like, why did you have kids? So? I just always wanted kids. Yeah? I want little slaves. 
<laughs> no, I, I don't know. I guess it was never really a question. No, no. Like when you did, like you and like you and your wife, you just... like Leanne. Like oh, Leanne is crazy for kids. She oh yeah. She start. She has started bugging me about. Oh, we could have one more. I was like, oh I'm God. not having five fucking kids, you. <laughs> <laughs> but like Rose is like barely out of, not even out of diapers. <laughs> <laughs> and like I have my limits, but no, like it was never really a question, you know. And and yeah. like Leanne, her first job was was looking after kids, you know, in yeah. in, in like a daycare, and and I I don't know. It's also scary because yeah, you fuck could, yeah, you could fuck up, right? I mean, you already have fucked up just by virtue of having children. You've already fucked yeah. up. You don't even know that you fucked up. But yet. and you know, this might be going over the heads of some of our listeners, but you know about the daddy of five thing, yeah. right? And and do you, maybe do you want to explain it quickly? Yeah. So the, the daddy of five issue is basically there was this family on YouTube who the 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 mother and the father would play pranks on their kids, and instead of mean the, pranks, mean fucking pranks, like yeah. Like, they were hurting their kids. They were emotionally destroying their kids. Like, look it up on Google. Like It's th- not good. It, just, if you want to be depressed for hurts. an afternoon, it, it really does hurt. It yeah, really hurts to it's watch. It's bad to watch. Uh, Philip DeFranco did a couple really good videos. Best sort coverage. Of describing yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the reason I bring that up is because, you know, you, you look at that and then you look at their video where the kids are just like, Oh no, I love this stuff. You know, remember yeah. that video that they made and like they weren't lying. The kids weren't lying. No. The, the kids they believe what they lying. were saying. They yeah. believe what they're saying because it's normal to them. Yeah. And I believe that the father doesn't think there's anything wrong with it and the mother doesn't think any, anything's wrong with it because it was normal for them. Yeah, it became normal. That's yeah. how this stuff happens because he was probably raised that way in an abusive yeah. family. And so on down the line. Yeah. And the same thing when it comes to like racism or this or that. Yeah. Like it starts there. And and if you're a shitty person, you're going to make shitty people. Yeah. And that's the scariest part of being a father, right? Is, oh God, I hope I'm not a shitty person. Because yeah. I don't want to make a shitty person. I hope I'm not being weird. But like I hope my upbringing wasn't weird and I just don't know about it. Yeah. And I hope I'm not pushing that weirdness onto my kids because I don't know about Honestly, it and they yeah, won't know about yeah. it. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it can go it can go opposite too. Like like for me, I love my parents, don't yeah. get me wrong. But they taught me a lot of what not to do. <laughs> Honestly, they really really did. <laughs> I consider them dark teachers. Yeah, the, the dark arts. Yeah, yeah, because, but seriously, the like the lessons they taught me, they didn't even know they were giving me lessons. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. And so I'm going to look back, I'm going to look back on it like, I, I know I'm going to do it, di- I might do it wrong, mm-hmm. because I'm going to do it way different than my parents did, Yeah. you know? So I'm just going to kind of flip the script <laughs> and see how it goes. Just, just see what happens. <laughs> like, yeah. I wasn't raised like this, but I think this will be a good way to raise kids, so I'll do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm a fucking 21-year-old who knows nothing about kids. I know I'm going to be wrong, Guess but what? whatever. I'm a 34. How old am I? I don't know. I'm thirty something. <laughs> I'm a thirty something year old man with four kids who knows nothing about being a dad. <laughs> really? You still feel that way? Every fucking parent th- th- feels that way. Deep down, honestly, you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Like you can read books, you can do. It's this, like that's one that. thing you ask. Like I asked my dad, like how, like my dad's fifty. Yeah. Like how old do you feel? And he's like, I like I feel like I'm still nineteen. Like yeah. I feel like I'm like my body's gotten older, and I feel that. And yeah. Amen. I feel that. 
But I still, in my head, I don't. I still feel like I'm 19. Yeah. You know. And it's it's so true. I mean, I'm okay. I make the joke that I'm old because I'm sitting here with some with a 20 year old kid. 20 year old yeah. kid. <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm not that old. But I'm 30 some. I'm going to college, and in my brain, there's no difference there, right? Like in yeah. my brain, oh, I'm just like saying, I'm yeah. one of the kids. Yeah. In my brain, I'm just like, and I'm you just, feel that way, and I feel like I'm one of the kids. Yeah. I'm in there. I'm learning stuff. I'm learning with you guys. Like I yeah. am a part of the team. And to the class's credit, you guys have made me feel like, yeah, you know, like you guys have been very cool to You're me. You're also not like an old dude, <laughs> which helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but. You never do outgrow that brain either, right? Where it's just yeah. like, I, I am one of them, you know, and you have to remind yourself every once in a while. I think that's credit to you, though, too, because you have, like, a youthful spirit, you <sighs> know? Like, you're not, like, but seriously, though, like, most, like, a, a lot of 30-year-olds I know wouldn't do a podcast kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, like, or they wouldn't even be plugged into that culture or whatever it is. What, but what is, a, what is a podcast? What's a podcast? How do I download do, it? Do I put that on my iTunes? <laughs> But no, but yeah, but to your credit, you are th- also like have held on to your youth. Oh at least. God, it's it's a struggle. <laughs> it's a struggle. <laughs> but but you also have to re- sometimes you have to remember. Is that a conscious thing though? Actually, like, you have to be conscious about it sometimes. Yeah, because like I will I will get into a zone where like look you fucking kids. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't understand this. It's wrong. <laughs> yeah. But like and and you have to deal with twenty year olds differently than you would treat a 30 year old differently than you yeah. would treat a 40 year old because you know like as a 20 year old you haven't lived life yet no you know like you you're just out of high school you know and, really yeah yeah and in in, in retrospect in, in to retrospect. you yeah yeah to you and like yeah. and then when you think about when i was 20 years old i was a fucking idiot mm-hmm. and sometimes you know you're obviously not an idiot, and I'm not calling you an idiot. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm not calling any other 20-year-olds an idiot. I'm just saying. But you were an idiot. But I was an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But you have to remember that, you know, when it, there's life experience. Mm-hmm. And you can't expect a 20-year-old to have the same life experience as a 30-year-old, yeah. as a 40-year-old. Of course. As, as yeah. whatever. And... Sometimes I do get really frustrated at the 20-year-olds, the 19-year-olds, you know, fresh out of high school kids. Because it's just like, no, you should know. What the, like, why are you even here? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know? And and I do. Oh, like in college. Yeah, yeah, that gets me, man, too. And I I get really frustrated because it's like. My university friends are like that really badly. Yeah. Like badly. Like they have no idea what they're going to do. And then you have to remember. One one friend of mine told me literally, it's just a field of study. (laughs) I'm like, but you got to get a job. Like, yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, but my 30 some odd year old brain is just like, what? You have to be serious about this. You have to do this now. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But then my, tw- I have to remember back to my 20 year old brain. Yeah. My 20 year old brain flew off to fucking Texas, you know, like yeah. out of high school. I went to Texas. You were I making just, amazing decisions I either just, at that I just time. fucked off. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I went, I joined a cult and that's a whole other thing. We'll but, get into that one day, but not today. You know, sometimes I have to remind myself that, no, they have to live. Yeah. And if spending a bunch of money to fail out of, you know, college is a life thing. It's they, a life, they have to do it. And yeah. it's, it's a lesson learned. Yeah. And it's a maturity and they'll bounce back and they'll do something great. They have all the fucking time in the world to get this right. Yeah. But right now. It's just your hurried, like. 
Yeah. I'm 34. <laughs> I need to get this done now. Be yeah. serious now. I don't have a whole lot of time left to really get this shit figured yeah, out. Yeah, I hear you, man. You know, yeah. I'm not super old, but I am in my 30s, and at this point in my life, I can't fuck around because it's like... It's your really, like, yeah. this is your, like, your... Your big opportunity to like do it, yeah. And there's yeah. not a lot. While I'm still technically kind of young, <laughs> yeah. But seriously though, yeah. yeah. And you're a dad, and like all the responsibility, moving everybody over here, yeah. like, like that's just crazy. But yeah, but so like a lot of that is just reminding myself uh, that they are still twenty. They still have time. Yeah. The youth is about fucking up. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the point. You of got it. time to fuck up. Yeah. Fuck right up. Yeah. Like that is the point of being youthful is to fuck up. Like that's why I feel really good. That's why I'm, good. I'm glad I did I did take a gap year. Mm-hmm. Because like I I would have fucked up royally. Yeah. Like I would have fucked up real bad. If and I, I yeah. if I went right out of high school, I actually ended up taking two gap years. But that's because I ended I wanted to do like so I I thought I wanted to be a social like a social worker. Oh cool. And then and I applied, I got in, and then a week in I was like I didn't even go to class. Like, Wait, I, I fucking hate kids. Yeah, oh. I realized before I was going to drop out and I was like, I gotta, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Like, that's crazy. I want to be a filmmaker. Yeah. But I was just too scared to admit that I wanted to be a filmmaker. Oh, yeah. You know? And like that I was going to hustle and struggle for like the rest of my life, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like I'm choosing that. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. But now I realize like if I don't, like I will want to kill myself, <laughs> you know, <laughs> more than I did before. Yeah. So like, so now it's like way better. <laughs> and what you don't want to do is end up just in the middle grounds of, of never really knowing what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then you're working at the quickie for the rest of your life. Yeah. But seriously though. Yeah. <laughs> I, and that's scary. Like that's that a lot of people scary. though. That is a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Like, and you really don't look at it enough. You know, or like, are you just stuck in something because you didn't look at it enough or yeah. take enough time? And you're just yeah. like, you know, you have the passion to do something and you just have to. Or you're too scared to do it or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. This has been good. I yeah. like this. Oh, we were going to talk about legacy and family and yeah. we totally went on a tangent. We went on a tangent. That's, that's cool. fine. That's, that's what good. The less I have to talk about death, that's, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, ever since having kids, death has been less of a worry if that makes sense really it took away worry yeah i would thought that would add worry like crazy early death yeah yeah yeah, worry. yeah yeah but like no you know if but if like I'm there uh, to see my kids grow up to be adults and have their own kids and live you know no you're imagining you're on your deathbed and you know you're gonna die you're like 80 yeah and all your kids and as are long as my kids aren't complete fuck-ups you they're know, gonna be there, and they're, they're gonna be good people. If they're good, and I know they're yeah. gonna be good people. Yeah, you know that's what ho- by now. Hopefully, you can tell. Yeah, like, you know sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it it takes a it takes a little bit of the stress out of the way that I know I'm not gonna be completely forgotten. Yeah, yeah. and because I think that's what scares me most about death is the idea of being completely forgotten. Yeah. Right. That's what my uh, so yeah my aunt who passed away. So I did a I did a video. I already explained this to you, but I'll explain it to the yeah. audience. I I did a I wanted to do a memorial video for my aunt. So we knew she was gonna pass away for like a while. And um this the Christmas that just passed, we knew it was gonna be her last Christmas. Like we we had known already she had passed like the doctor's uh estimations of like how long she had to live, right? And so we knew this was gonna be her last Christmas. So I wanted to do a video. So I went and I interviewed the whole family and then I uh, surprised her with a with the I we did an interview with her and then I surprised her with the video and we showed her and they said all the nice things and oh. cried with her and all that stuff right and um and she said you know we don't hear that often we don't hear 
how we're going to be remembered ever, right. you know? And that's what that video was. And like, I thought, and it made me, it made me think like, you know, going around to my, and I, it was for, cause I was guilty. Cause I wasn't there. I'm in Belleville and my mom, they live in Kitchener. Right. So I wasn't, that was what, that was for me, part of my grieving process to do it too. And it like watching it back, like having to edit it back and seeing like all my family talk about they all they all said how kind she was and they all said how positive she was and how strong she was and like there was like these big things that she was remembered by you know and like they truly believed these things like they weren't just saying it to be nice you know because like she's dead and like you don't want to shit on somebody who's dead (laughs) they were literally they literally believed what they were saying and like that really hit me like because like i remember i talked to my other friends once because i like to talk about i like to talk about death it's kind of a weird thing i like to i like to think about it i do and i think about it a lot and so I asked my one friend, my best friend, Dan, and I said, um, how do you, do you ever think about how you want to be remembered? And he said to me, you know, I was successful as a filmmaker, whatever it was, right? Mm. And I, you know, I said, simply, I just want to be remembered as kind. And he, and he kind of uh, turned his nose up to that a little bit. You know, he was like, I don't know, like, I don't want to be just kind. Like, that seems like such a... It's a low, it's a low bar to set for yourself. That, essentially, that, is what he said. Like everybody says at, at the wake, he's like, ah, oh, they were so, they were so kind. kind. But but people, but people do say that as like a, as like just as a misnomer, as like just to say it, yeah. you know. But this is being said as like this is a true characteristic she held and like believed in, yeah. And that's what she wanted to be remembered as was kind, and like I and looking at how she was remembered and how she was successful at being remembered that way. Mm. I think that's valiant. That's, I think that's yeah. huge to be as that's your final thing that you weren't an asshole, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's really what it is. That's what it boils down to. I wasn't a dick yeah. to people. That's, I think that's, that's really cool. huge. I think that's huge. Cause it's pretty easy to be remembered. As because I, I can, you can, I think anybody, anybody listening or you and I can think of somebody who's like, they're going to be remembered as a dick. Yeah. People are going to say they were nice, they were sweet, but in the back of their mind, they're thinking, what an asshole, what a prick. Why am I even here? Yeah, yeah, and and, and I don't, I know, I don't want to be remembered that way. So yeah, if the only thing people think of is kind, God bless them. I lived a good life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's cool. I think that's a good note to end on. That's a good note to end on. That sounds nice, doesn't it? Be kind. Be kind, everybody. It's not just something that you should do. You don't, you don't have to be, you know... You don't have to be a prick to get ahead. Yeah. You can just, be a nice guy. Yeah. Be nice. Anyway. Yeah. Nice people don't finish last, everybody. Okay? Except for... Except for when you die. Except for you. <laughs> then you I do finish you last. Right now. Then you're real last. You're uh, done. You're out of the race. <laughs> I got this knife right here in this drawer. Yep. Chris is going to kill me. <laughs> this is the last episode. <laughs> no, it's not the last. I'll get somebody else. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm easily replaceable. I've known it from the start. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We yes, are on thank you so much. iTunes. We are on YouTube. Wherever you're listening here, give us a like or give us a positive review or anything we like need that. We, we need it. We have low self-esteem. Share this. Please. And th- we, ha- we do. We actually Seriously, guys, if you actually do like this podcast at all and are, want to help it, the best way to help it is to share it. Yeah, just share it out. Let people know we're a very Nothing too small... major. We're just a small <laughs> couple, of, couple of young lads. Who just want to be just remembered. Just want to be famous. <laughs> we just want to be famous. <laughs> I want to buy a Maserati. And no. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do with an expensive You couldn't car. fit in a Maserati. True. <laughs> okay. Peace Thank out, you guys. so much, guys. See you, see you on the next movie. On the next movie.
Uh, no. Bye. No. <laughs>